Well, here I am in another windy, cold, grey, industrial setting. I, I'm sort of drawn to these places and it's quite appropriate because I've got another, I don't know what you call it, story, confession from my northern uh, childhood in Merseyside. This one's a bit of a narrow escape, kind of like the last one about drugs, but probably a bit darker. So, um, when I was a kid, uh, pre-teen maybe, cusp of adolescence, I used to be a boy scout uh, with a troop in the town where I grew up. And one of the guys who ran it, kind of, I don't know what you call him, like a deputy or whatever, joint leader um, one of these guys he um, he had a car and he was quite friendly with us lads you can tell where this is going can't you already <laughs> bear with me it's not quite what you think it is but uh, yeah this this guy had a car and he was he was quite friendly with us and he was, he was probably uh, I mean looking back now he was probably only in his 20s but to us at the time he seemed like an old man but he wasn't and then um, yeah, he used to, uh, he had this car, this Fiesta, which was unusual for the time and the age, you know, when you, you, you're sort of in awe, people have got their own transport, but the backstory was that he had this car because some guy hired him to be his kind of private chauffeur, which sounds really um, posh, doesn't it, chauffeur? Um, but he just used to drive him round, um, and this other guy, he, he'd... He had some money or something, he kept him on a retainer to just basically turn up be a private taxi and drive him to and from the uh, the snooker centre in town, from, from what I remember, um, dim recollection. Um, so he, he was just at leisure and one of the reasons why he did this chauffeuring job was because he, the, the, the guy we're talking about near the deputy scout leader guy, he, he'd had um, some like an unfortunate accident for what I understand and He'd been a, a delivery person, a milkman or something, and, and the truck or something had fallen on his leg and it had just chopped his leg up to bits, all the flesh on it. Um, it was grim. He used to get it out. like It was always on crutches, perpetually on crutches. And he used to get it out and show you, and it looked like, you know when you buy like... Um, or oh, don't buy meat anymore, but you know when you, you buy meat, do they still do this, but they wrap it up in string? And, and it's really tight on the meat and it looks like it kind of cuts into this flesh and it makes these kind of ridges and depressions in the flesh. It, it looked like that and the same colour, like gammon. It was really, really haunting and, and it was just a point of interest that we'd all, you know, if the um, the meeting of the scouts was getting a bit boring, we'd, we'd, get, um, we'd get this guy to get his leg out, we'd all have a bit of a look at it and go, whatever. So he was driving around the town where I grew up um, giving this guy lifts around as a, as a chauffeur but he also kind of used to give us lifts to and from scouts which was quite kind generous really and um, there was me and another friend my best mate and my best mate knew him better than I did but um, that's how I got to know this guy through scouts and through my best mate and we'd both get lifts home together and from from scouts now um, this is where it gets a bit sinister so when we used to play football or do hands-on activities at scouts you used to have to take your watch off and roll your sleeves up and this guy would look after your watch he'd be like oh yeah i'll take your watch and look after it and i remember about the same time 
my granddad had been had just died or died a few years earlier and he'd left behind this this watch that was not valuable but an interesting watch you know like a really well-built old-fashioned watch and this guy would take these watches from us my mates watch the other scouts watches i say other scouts there was only about three of us it was tiny hardly anyone ever went anyway we'd take these watches and look after him but sometimes he'd be kind of playful about pretending he didn't have it and he didn't want to give you the watch back which was like oh <laughs> haha lols please can I have my watch back and he'd be playful and he'd, and he'd make you kind of work for it and eventually you'd get your watch back but um <clears throat> so one time I'm, I'm, I'm trying to recollect here how it happened but I used to get the bus home from school and it was about a mile and a couple of miles and I got off the bus one day and he was, this guy, the scoutmaster was there parked in the car park and he, I recognised his car and, you know, you kind of look cool when you, you, you know, you're, you're older, big, bigger boys turn up, you know, with a, with a car. So like, I got off the bus and my mate saw me, oh, there's my mate with a car, kind of cool. So I went up to the car and I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I look cool because I've got a mate with a car. Um, and I got, um, I went to the car to say hello and, and he was like, oh, how's it going? I was... I was, I was your watch, <laughs> you know, straight in for the watch chat. So, all right, fair enough. So he, uh, he had a bit of a look at this watch and he said, oh, can I have a look at it? And I was like, yeah, sure, because so I took it off. And he, and he took my watch off. Well, I took my watch off and gave it to him and he put my watch on him and he was kind of looking at it and admiring it. And he said, oh, I've got this new watch. And he wanted to talk me through all the features of this, you know, like the Casio calculator watches, do you remember them? It looked like a watch, but it had little buttons on the front you could use as a calculator. And, and he had this and he was talking, through the, talking me through the features and he, and he offered it to me and he said, oh, do you want to try it on? I, was, I couldn't give a shit about watches. I just needed a watch to tell the time, really. So I, I, I took his watch and I kind of had a cursory look at it. I was like, oh, yeah, that's, that's really nice. Um, yeah, you know, Argos's finest. And, I, and then he was like, no, put it on, have a try, see what you think. And I was like, I'm, honestly, man, I'm all right. I'm, ha, 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 you know, can I have my watch back? No, put it on. I don't want to put the watch on. Said, put the watch on, going to be all right, be fun. Try it on, you know. We can swap. Said, I don't want to swap. That's my granddad's watch, you know. I can't give it away. It doesn't belong to me. It's kind of my mum's, really. But put the watch on. Said, all right. You know, the tone shifted, and I'm leaning in the door, the the, pass it, the driver's door of the car at the, at the moment. You know, my school uniform in a car park of a pub at the top of our road. So I was like, okay, so I kind of put the watch on, and he had my watch on, and it was kind of a bit of a strange dynamic. I was like, all right, can I have my watch back now? Again, being a bit playful with the watch, not wanting to give it back, well, you kind of had to earn your watch back, really weird. And then um, this went on for a bit, and I was like, yeah, I've got to get home now, because I used to have to cook the tea for my, my family. <laughs> There's another podcast episode for you. And then... Um, so he eventually gave me a watch back and I gave him his back and I went away going, yeah, don't do that again. That was weird. And then there was another time where, um, yeah, I was a bit unsettled by that experience because I wasn't sure what was going with the watches. It just felt like a, a bit of a, an annoyance. But also you, when you're that age, you're not kind of cognizant of relationships and your interpersonal skills aren't great but you know something's not right but you're not sure why it was kind of like that but you didn't think too much about it anyway the next time I was getting the bus same bus back from school and 
Um, I noticed he was there in the car park and I thought, oh no. So I kind of got off the bus and I sort of had my hand in my pocket and I snuck my watch off into my pocket so I didn't have it on so I wouldn't have to go through that rigmarole. But I went up to say hello anyway because, again, looking cool, guy and mate with a car. I went up to the car and lent in, oh, how's it going? You all right? Yeah, not bad, whatever. He said, oh, how's your watch? <laughs> and I said, how's my watch? Oh, I haven't got it on today. I left it in the house. He went, no, you didn't. I saw you had it on. You just took it off, didn't you? I was like, whoa, what's going on? Uh, and I sort of got rumbled and I kind of laughed it off. I went, ah, yeah, yeah, I took it off. Just hid it in my pocket. I thought it would be a laugh. Okay, let's have a look at it. Oh, my God. So I had to get the watch out again and he went through the rigmarole of wanting to sort of play with it and hold it and look at it and he wanted me to put his watch on. Didn't want to do that. Went through the whole thing of having to sort of playfully. It was almost like flirting. You know what I mean? It's like, ha, ha, ha. You know, like when, uh, when lads punch girls or whatever because they fancy me or whatever. It was that kind of dynamic. That was the only point of reference I had on it. Um, I was like, yeah. Um, yeah, can be watched back. Got the watch back. Um, and then I went home. And I don't know whether I mentioned actually in the intervening period before the sinister stuff that had happened, he randomly turned up at my house in his car just for a chat. Now I was about 13 at the time, certainly adolescent, pre-adolescent, and this guy was in his late 20s, possibly early 30s, and he'd turn up at my house, I guess under the pretense that he was one of these scoutmasters and he was checking I was coming. I seem to remember that was what he, what he said. But yeah, he, at least twice, maybe more times he turned up like uh, in the evenings just not on a scouts night just on a random day during the week for a chat or something I don't know but that that, that should have been a warning sign um, so yeah I went home with this uh, oh the watch thing again fucking out and I think I stopped watching wearing the watch because of that interestingly I've only started wearing watches in the last few years again oh he's messed with my head hasn't he um, Oh, where's this going? So, yeah, I had this kind of dark secret with me, and um, I remember chatting in, in, in class with a few of my other mates who weren't scouts, who, who were kind of my best mates, mates, and my friends, you know, just, just schoolmates or whatever. And, and this guy came up in topic of conversation, the guy's name and, and who he was, and we, and, and it, they got joking about, oh, have you seen his leg and this kind of thing? We're like, oh, yeah, it's gross, it's disgusting and that. And then, um, and then one, one of them just came out and said, so has he started doing that weird thing with the watches yet? <laughs> and I was like, what? He said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's really, really creepy. He makes you like wear his watch and he makes you take his watch off and that's just what he does to people. And I just felt like, oh, like there was a massive release. Uh, I guess the burden lifted that, oh, it wasn't just me, but oh, okay. I don't have this secret anymore. Easy creep. But I guess secretly part of me felt a little bit like, oh, I'm just, just another no notch on the bedpost, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, no one got touched up. No one got uh, buggered or anything. Paedophilia is not okay. I'm not implying anyone's a paedophile here, but I don't know, reading really between the lines, bit of a dodgy one, that, right? <sighs> That's my confession about um, the fat scout master and the watches.
hope you enjoyed that one bye for now